Hello, welcome back to the Matt Pfeiffer Experience. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I'm your host. And today we are talking about five ways unhealed trauma affects us. This is important for us to understand and for us to get, because quite often when people are coming out of a toxic relationship or even before they get into a relationship, we don't understand that we all have trauma. We've all experienced certain things. We all have certain insecurities, but we don't really talk about how they can actually impact us and the impact that they can have on our lives and in our relationships. So it's important. Does that make us, does that make us wrong? Does that make us a bad person or anything like that? No, not, no, not, not even close, right? It doesn't make you a narcissist. And a lot of the things that we talk about um, might have some elements of narcissism to them because when uh, unhealed trauma, people don't talk about this enough, unhealed trauma can actually disguise itself as narcissism. So a lot of times people will even ask, you know, am I a narcissist? You know, am I, am I the problem in the relationship? And one of the things that you hear me say so often is that we have to stop pointing the fingers, all the fingers at the narcissist and people who are toxic and understand that the abuse, the behavior, the control, everything that you experience with them It's not your fault, but guess what? We also have to begin to look at some dynamics within ourselves because when we have unhealed trauma, unaddressed or that we're trauma that we're unaware of, guess what? It has the the likelihood. It increases the likelihood that we could end up in an unhealthy relationship, regardless if we're talking about romantic in our friendships or in workplace dynamics. So, uh, unhealed trauma can affect multiple different areas of our life, right? It can affect our brains, right? It can affect our lives in many ways um, that unfortunately with trauma, time does not heal all wounds. It doesn't just go away on its own. That is something that is, that I think that is a common misconception and becomes very problematic when people come out of a toxic relationships and Uh, People will say to them, or maybe the belief internally is that time heals all wounds. That's not true when it comes to trauma. Whenever I post anything, especially on social media, about childhood wounds, it's common for people to say something along the lines of that happened in childhood, just get over it. Or maybe you're with a toxic person or you have a toxic friend, just get over it, right? You can't right? It's literally, right? Unhealed trauma, literally, there's a reason why it's called unhealed, because it needs healing. It needs to be addressed, right? So all of us have been in a situation where we've lost someone meaningful, regardless if we've lost them meaningful because they've passed away or because uh, there was a breakup or because we've lost a job, right? You may have been unfairly treated as a child, right? Or rejection, right? All of us at some point in time have felt and experienced rejection. All of us at some point in time may have experienced abandonment. And all of these things can have a dramatic impact on us. And when we, when we don't look at this, when we don't bring these wounds up to the surface, right, we don't allow for the necessary healing that needs to take place. One of the things that I tell people is that our wounds are inner wounds are a lot like 
the roots of a tree. When, when a lot of times people don't realize about trees is that the diagram that we all grew up with when it comes to a tree is that the that their roots grow deep down into the earth. And that's actually not true, right? Their roots actually stay up closer to the surface because what a lot of people don't know about trees is that their roots actually need oxygen. Trees need to breathe. So their roots stay up and it's close to the surface and they reach their roots out to the side. And the reason why is because they're actually reaching out for other trees. Because ideally, if you think about a forest, the trees can connect with other trees for guess what? Support. So their roots need, their roots need oxygen and they reach out to other trees for support. And they also reach out to other trees for, to share nutrients. That's exactly what needs to happen with our unhealed trauma. We need to keep them up close to the surface. We need to talk about them. We actually need to, to journal about them. And we need, we need to bring them up to the surface rather than suffocating them, rather than pushing them down. We need to talk about it. We need to open up with the coach, with the therapist, with safe people, right? And support groups. And we also need to connect with people. Right, people who are supportive, people who are going to work with us through our deficits, people who are going to be there for us through thick and thin. And we also need to be able to share resources with people. One of the things that we're doing right now here on the podcast is sharing resources, right? You know, what, what's, what's happening? We, these are things that I've looked up, things that I've gone through myself. Whenever I have a guest on, we're talking about things that they've gone through, how they've gotten through them. We've talked to, we talked to uh, Kenya Kelly last week. Um, about her overcoming divorce and the things she talked a lot at length about journaling. What is she doing? She's providing resources of how she got through her trauma in an attempt to try to help you with yours. So let's get into some of the ways that we know that we have unhealed trauma. All right. So one of the ways is that we start to realize that we act out and violently, right? When I say violently, does that mean that we are hitting people? Not necessarily, right? But we end up stuck in a fight mode, right? We might even feel like we want to fight, right? Where we're just walking around and we're, we're almost on edge at all times. And so when I say potentially, potentially violently acting, acting out, you Literally could do it. It could be slamming doors. It could be throwing dishes. It could be uh, throwing things. It could be kicking things. Right? We have to understand that in our brains, there's an emotional hub called the amygdala, right? And so unhealed trauma tends to intensify these negative emotions in the brain, right? And so what happens is that we get we begin to go into our fear, anxiety, agitation, stress, right? And this sort of violence can pass through generations, right? So what happens is that you start to, that our children start to see this, right? Our children start to see it. So we're not only are we modeling the behavior, what we also have to understand about our nervous system when it comes to trauma and when it comes to different things that we go through, our children don't just attach to the modeled behavior that we see. They actually attach to how we feel. They attach to our nervous system. And that's the thing that people have to really start to understand. And a lot of times people might, you might be listening to this and you might know that you're reacting to someone violently, 
while you're in a toxic, unhealthy relationship, when that's called reactive abuse. One of the things that I talk to about when, when I'm working with people and they start to ask themselves and they start to ask me, you know, am I the problem? I know that I react violently, right? I react in an unhealthy way to this person. Right. And we and we start to look at whether or not this is reactive abuse or unhealed trauma or whatever the case is. And what we have to understand is that that even though the reaction right, is not what we're looking for, that we that the feeling behind it. Right. Just like I was mentioning just now, fear, anxiety, the agitation, that part is real. That part is valid. Doesn't excuse the bad behavior, though. Right. So the first thing that we have to look at. And that we have to understand about unhealed trauma is that people can react in an unhealthy way and people can react in a very fight type of way and react um, poorly, right? And react, um, react violently. So number two is forms of PTSD. And some people would call this triggers, right? That you are triggered in an unhealthy way, that you start to notice a, an emotional response to certain dynamics, right? So we have um, PTSD and we also have CPTSD. And for those of you who are familiar with um, one of my workshops, one of my courses where I talk, the different, talk about the difference between PTSD and CPTSD. So we have PTSD that comes from um, big traumatic events, right? Not So when I say big T versus small T, so small traumatic events, doesn't mean that one is lesser than the other, but there's different categories. So PTSD comes from what's called, what's considered big T, big trauma. So extreme violent events, and it might come from a singular event, right? So situations that might be uh, sexual assault, it might be um, um, straight up assault, might be something, might be war, right? So it's very common for someone who is is a veteran to struggle with PTSD. So what's the difference between CPTSD and PTSD? Right. Where does CPTSD come from? So CPTSD comes from situations that happen repeatedly, right? People who experience this talk about it as death by a thousand cuts. People who struggle with, who have been with a narcissist, right? It's not the one time that they were dismissive. It's not the one time that they belittled you. It, it was the repeated, uh, the repeated offense of them being, being very belittling, the repeated offense of them being manipulative the repeated offense of the the domestic violence, the up and down, the not knowing what to expect from one minute to the next, right? And so people commonly discuss that and call that death by a thousand cuts. That's the difference between big T and small T when we talk about the different types of trauma, right? So when we talk about, regardless if we're talking about PTSD or CPTSD, the different, the, the kind of the crossover is that when we experience things that experience things that remind us of the situation, it triggers a panic within us, right? It triggers a flashback. If it's CPTSD, it triggers an emotional flashback. If it's PTSD, uh, it can actually trigger where you actually feel like in that moment that you are actually right back in that situation. You're right back into that dynamic, right? And so then we uh, we have. Um, we have a reaction to that. And there's, there's multiple different types of reactions. We have to understand that there are many layers and complexities that come with PTSD and with CP, CPTSD, some of, some of which are more recently brought to light. PTSD and CPTSD are 
uh, very common, but they're also very, they're very difficult to diagnose because sometimes people get misdiagnosed, especially with PTSD. They get misdiagnosed as someone who struggles with depression. Depression is a part of it, but there's a lot more layers that go with it. Um, CPTSD, right? So it's also commonly misdiagnosed as uh, borderline personality disorder, right? So one, so people who are aware of trauma and aware of um, BPD, right, should understand that they're uh, that it's it's common for people to misdiagnose and for people to read into that very differently. So uh, number three, substance abuse, right? People end up self-medicating. Does that mean that they're that they they're it's severe enough to where people need treatment? Not necessarily, right? But let's talk about the reasons why people, why there's links between unhealed trauma and substance abuse. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I used to be a substance use therapist. And this is the reason why most of the time, right, when I would work with people, I didn't talk to them about the actual use. And we talk, obviously we talk about it, but that wasn't the issue. The issue was always, every single time, was some form of trauma, even with people who struggle with heroin addiction, right? Something as something that that extreme. It's you know people who are not aware of the addictions world. Oftentimes, you hear people say, "Just quit, just stop, just don't use it anymore." Just you know, thinking that people are just doing it for pure enjoyment. No, 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 no. It's not the case. The reason why they're doing it is because they're trying to numb out pain that's unhealed, whether that be physical pain. Most people, uh, this is something that a lot of people don't realize, is that most people who struggle with a heroin addiction uh, actually started out with a legal prescription, right? They started out with a legal prescription. And then what happened is that they developed a tolerance to that, that prescription over time to where they needed more pills and more pills and more pills, more of the pre prescription. Eventually the doctor would cut them off. But the problem was is that that doctor, the person who, who was uh, being prescribed never actually dealt with the real actual issue. So then what, what do they do? Eventually without getting into the, to all the dynamics, they have nothing else to turn to, but you know, street use, right? So we have to understand that unhealed trauma makes our stress reactions even more debilitating, right? And can lead to substance abuse, whether that be drinking for some people that's, that's drinking, some people that, that um, you know, obviously we have, there's a lot of different types of substances that people can get stuck on. Substance abuse, right, we, un, we have to understand is very dangerous. Some people, that's the only time that they actually are able to feel right? Some people use substances when they have unhealed trauma because they, uh, that risk that they're, that they're, that they do whenever they use, um, actually allows for them to feel when internally they feel numb because of the sub, because of the unhealed trauma, right? So it's important for us to realize the complexities that actually come with substance abuse, self-medicating, uh, times where we feel like we need to drink every single night. Um, so I'm not just thinking about people who have heavy use, right, who might need treatment, but also a person who's, who feels like they absolutely have to have, you know, a handful of bottles, uh, you know, uh, lots of wine every single night, 
who literally can't go a night without wine, who feels like they can't sleep without wine, who feels like they can't sleep without, you know, a couple of drinks and things of that nature. There's probably some other things that we need to take a look at. The third sign that we have unhealed trauma is being highly sensitive, right? Being a highly sensitive person. Right? Highly sensitive people, also known as HSPs, right? Have the tendency to feel everything, right? Some people who struggle with this might call themselves an empath, right? So they feel very, they feel all, everyone else's emotions very intently. Right, the good, the bad, everything in between. Right, and so we have to understand that this comes from a from unhealed trauma quite often from situations where we may have been, uh, especially if we had if we were grew up in a very chaotic home. So how does how does growing up in a chaotic home turn into a highly sensitive person? That was the only way that you were able to keep yourself safe. You had to be very sensitive to every person's needs, your mom's needs, your dad's needs, whoever was the, the caretakers. And you, you would overanalyze at times to know whether or not it was going to be a good day, a bad day. You paid attention to every single little detail of someone's facial expressions, the smells in the house, the tension in the house, those sorts of things to try to keep yourself safe. So there's a reason why you developed it, right? But what happens is that over time, right, we, uh, we start to be overly sensitive to other people's needs. And quite often this can turn into people pleasing, right? And we feel like we are responsible. We feel like we need to rescue everyone because at one point in time, this, these were the things that kept us safe. But unfortunately, as an, as an adult, these are the things that eventually possibly could turn into people taking advantage of us. Then Number five is the potential for physical, for physical health impairment, right? So what do I mean by that, right? Health, right? For many people experience behavior and physical changes like overeating, right? Or uh, inflammation. They, you know, in, in, in order to, to avoid these susceptibilities, right? We have to understand that it's important to try to get help to heal from past traumas. Right. But when we have unhealed trauma, it, ha it can have a physical effect on us is where, where I'm going with this. Right. That we can have a somatic somatic responses to unhealed trauma, especially for those of you who have gone through an un unhealthy breakup, unhealthy, um, unhealthy relationship. We have to understand that even staying in that relationship, we, we have adrenaline and cortisol that's pumping through our body, stress hormones that are consistently pumping through our body throughout that process. And it's unhealthy. So you can deal with, you can start to see hair loss. You can start to see, uh, you can start to, to feel some, uh, your, your body begin to break down autoimmune issues through unhealed trauma. And, or if you're experiencing trauma, if you're still in a, a toxic relationship, you can start to see things like that. People have developed other, other issues like obesity right? Extreme weight gain or extreme weight loss. So it's important that we begin to recognize that sometimes the things that we might be, the, the experiences that we might be seeing and the symptoms that we might be seeing physically might not be the actual, the, the actual symptom might not be the real issue. 
the real issue might be emotional. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate you guys all hopping on. I appreciate everyone who's listened. Uh, make sure that you guys leave a review. I love reviews. At times I do read them live on the air. So I appreciate everyone who has tuned in. This is Matt Pfeiffer, the Matt Pfeiffer Experience. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, every Friday. And don't forget that you can also watch this live. You can join us live every week, every Wednesday evening, 9 p.m. Central on YouTube. I have a guest on every Wednesday evening. And we talk and we uh, divulge into their background, into some of their vulnerabilities, some of the things that they have gone through and take away. And we, because we can all learn from each other, right? This is all a support. This is all a community. You know, when we have a community of people who are healing and we want to see each other grow, uh, it makes everyone better. So thank you guys very much. This is the Matt Pfeiffer experience. Again, my name is Matthew Pfeiffer, and I will see all of you guys next week. Thank you.